them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, we're going into our mail sack one more time before the end of the year. And it's the first annual Snoppy Awards. We're taking a look back. Snoppies! I wore my best ball gown for this event. You look fantastic. What do you think of my tux? Is it good? You look nice. Feels well with the tiara. Yes. And Wendy, you're using the fringe. Bi- uh, you're wearing the fringe bikini, which I thought was oh, a really good choice. Yeah. Very Bold. good. Very good. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> I know how to dress for the moment. <laughs> uh, but let's get into that mailbag for uh, that mail sack for one last time this year. It's just un- it just feels unnatural for any of us to say sack, doesn't it? It's hard. It's, <laughs> it's not, hard. To say. It doesn't come well, let's, natural. Let's dive in there. All right. <laughs> Open that sack up. All right. <laughs> oh, all right, Kat. This well, this one's for you. Looks like. Oh, thank well, you. I'll take like that. that. Okay. Oh, very good. Oh, this is from uh, our, one of our new newest friends, AK. Hi, AK. AK, hello. Let's see. AK says hello, far flung ladies of Snop. <laughs> far flung. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "I find myself at something of a loss for words at the state of this year, so I shall say something I don't feel is said enough. Thank you." Thanks for the snop, for the company, for something to look forward to each week in this farcical excuse for a year. I have to say, I have to look up words when <laughs> AK writes us an email. This is uh, legit. I Sometimes I don't know what she's trying to say. I found it curiously comforting as well as entertaining, informative, and guffaw-inducing. Amusing. Thanks for letting me play along, too. It's been great. Crack. So C R A I C. I looked it up, and it means fun. It's pr- and oh. it's pronounced like the word crack. It means oh, fun. Gotcha. Nice. I feel like she does this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find I owe you well, not an apology exactly, but at least a concession. Listening to you, especially Tara, talking about the un unexpurgated. Shite fest that was the Star Wars Christmas special was properly funny, <laughs> and I suspect. Uh, much more amusing for having endured some of it. So I entirely forgive you for causing me to have any of that appalling dross in my brain. <laughs> Worth it in the end. So the snoppies question mark. She says, amazing. Obviously hanging out with Amy Acker gets my nomination for most cool thing. Cause it, it's what got me here in the first place. Plus she was splendid in co-host role. That was a good show, but also the Cat Burrell potato moment that happily didn't get me fired, but dragged me into corresponding with you. That was hilarious. Not sure what you're after here, but there you go. Favorite moments from the show. Hope you're all having the best. This is another one I look up. Hope you're you're all having the best crimbos you possibly can <laughs> under the circumstances for all kinds of joyful and no shite AK. Uh, so crimbos is English slang for Christmas especially with regard to its more secular and non-commercial uh, and commercial aspects. <laughs> thank you for that very. I, yeah. Uh, uh, a- awesome. Thank definition. you, AK. Thank exactly. you, AK. Thanks, AK. Thanks, Thanks AK. For, for giving your two cents about our snoppies. And you kind of hit the nail on the head in a couple though. So yeah. um, st- stay tuned yeah. for that. Glad you had that one. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go next because 
This person has a very lovely name. This is Tara <laughs> from Tara, uh, T2. And she says, hi, ladies. I just couldn't let the year end without sending you three a quick note. As always, I've had so much fun listening to the nerd news, Mandalorian recaps, Christmas movie reviews, and generally entertaining conversation. Each week is a treat, and I'm really looking forward to a little retrospective with the snoppies in the next episode. <laughs> As you mentioned recently, 2020 has been hard for a lot of people. I know it has been on me, and I wanted to be sure and thank you for helping make this year a little brighter. You have come along in the car with me while running errands <laughs> and gone with me on many hikes through the woods. There's always so much I want to respond to, comment on, and just laugh about with you. In truth, I'm pretty sure I've gotten some weird looks when I've done just that, but I was having too much fun to notice. Wishing you all the best in the new year, and I can't wait to see what Snap has in store for 2021. Loyal mm. friend of the Snap, T2. P.S. While my travel plans may get further delayed in 2021, <laughs> I will make it to California at some point and really hope we can grab another drink together. Of course. Yes. Yes, T2. Yes. Guarantee. That's a guarantee. Uh, yes. The ability to go out somewhere and have a drink with anyone right now sounds uh, amazing. Oh, so it sounds that like, amazing? It sounds, sounds like, like we've been in um, T2's like. trousers, too. So, Sounds like, yeah, we get around. On hikes. and yeah. <laughs> We aim to please. <laughs> I have an email from the bag. Ah, Let me grab it. Oh, very good. <laughs> Got it. From Tina. Please help me. Schober? Tina, Tina's good. Think, okay. Tina. Yeah. <laughs> we went through this, I know. Yeah, yeah. Schober. Okay. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas, God Jewel. What does that mean? Tara, it says, Tara, you pr actually pronounce jewel must very well. Yes. Remember what? last time I we talked, what she, meant. she, she emailed us. It was like some sort of drink you could only get mm. certain points. It's like it's like the corn, okay. uh, the candy corn version. That's in Sweden. Right. So it's, like, That's it's right. terrible and nobody likes it. Sounds delicious. How dare, <laughs> How dare you? She, uh, she gets straight to the point in a in a brief email it says just wanted to drop by and wish you a merry christmas and to let you know that you girls have really been a light in these dark and shitty times lots of love <laughs> tina thank you tina direct i'm glad you brought some sort of light to the darkness of 2021 yeah thanks tina yes and thank you for listening and writing mm -hmm. and Thank you to everyone. We got so many great emails this year and we just want to do a quick kind of shout out to everybody who, who, who took time out of their day to send us an email. We don't always get back to everybody because sometimes I forget, <laughs> but we, if we didn't get back to you, it's because we probably read it on the air. So, mm -hmm. so don't get mad. But yeah, why don't we, why don't we go through <laughs> or some get of mad people? and let us know and then we will. Oh, sure and we will. Time. That's even more fun. That's <laughs> better. Yeah. I like, I like it when people get angry. It's fun. <laughs> we talk about that later in the show too. Oh no. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. <laughs> As Tara knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounded so bad, but no. <laughs> Emotionally, emotionally. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Read it. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Tara? You want that first group? Sure. All right. We're going to say thank you to AK, Tina, again, Tara, T2, Chloe, Mish, Steph, and Hil Hildy? Hil Hildy sounds right. I, Hildy? I would go okay. by Hildy. I'll take the next one. Anne, Coles, JB, Karen, Gova, Cynthia, and Apollonia. Thank you for your emails. And also thank you to Kathy, Adam, Laura, Lee, Tracy, and Brooke. You guys are awesome. Thanks again. Keep it up. Let's hear. We haven't heard from some of you in a while. So, you know, so tell us how you're doing. What's going on? What would you like to hear in 2021 out of us? 
We're up for suggestions. <laughs> I mean, we can't guarantee, like, if you say, I would like for you to interview Kate Blanchett, that might not happen, <laughs> but we'll appreciate your suggestion. Yeah, we're open to um, yeah to anyone's ideas. Get Kristen we'll Wiig on the show. Try. Okay, <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> All right. And can you help us get Kristen Wiig on the show? Yeah, just want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, when we come back, our very first annual Snoppies. Hello and welcome to the first annual Snoppy Awards with special appearances by Lucy Lawless, Amy Acker, Kat Burrell, and many others. All appearances are pre-recorded. And now, here are your hosts, Kat, Wendy, and Tara. Thank you. Take your seats, please. Thank you. Please sit down. Please, please, please. Standing ovation is completely unnecessary. We only unnecessary. have three hours to the show. Have a seat. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, what a year it's been. Obviously, the biggest news to come out of 2020 is we all learned how to pronounce Shersha Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to note, Kat, that in our rundown, you still had to remind yourself that it rhymes with inertia. <laughs> Shersha inertia. And you notice how I had to kind of think about it for a second? I was yep. like, Shersha Ronan. At first, I didn't even know what you were saying. <laughs> when Tersha came out, uh, Ronan tipped me off. I honestly, I wasn't even sure when I said it if it was right. I was like, "I'm rolling the dice." <laughs> we I go. knew it was because you had that note in there. So, oh, thanks. So we we wanted to take a look back at this year, and it's kind of weird because it's it it's obviously it's been a shitty year. And Has, yeah. It is. Yeah, and we're not going to get into why. I think we're we're still living it. It's not over yet. <laughs> right. <We're not laughs> we all know why. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we've found comfort and you know escape in pop culture as we do every week on the show. And not only that, we got we had an incredible year on the show. Oh yeah. You know the fact that celebrities had nothing to do and nowhere to go really benefited us. Oh yeah. <laughs> it. It helped immeasurably. Yeah, that's probably the only reason we got all these. Maybe people. not only, but it didn't hurt. <laughs> it certainly didn't hurt. So we wanted to take um, take a moment and acknowledge the year that was for us and for our listeners, and uh, you know, a big part of that were all the guests that we had. And so I wouldn't say it's a clip show. I certainly wouldn't call it that. Uh, it's more of a look back, and we're going to award people snoppies. That's why we're here. We're giving out awards, guys. I feel like if they'd known this was coming up, they would have tried harder. They would have tried to win the snoppy. <laughs> Lucky for them. We, we gave that a lot, so they were still fine. Yeah. And maybe next year, now people know that the mm. snoppies are a thing. We'll, yeah. Maybe it'll be, we'll be like beating people away because we have right. too many true. amazing guests. So uh, our first award goes to Best Fandom Book. Also uh, gets mentioned for being the book with the most chapters ever written in the history of books. <laughs> With 68 chapters, of course, the book is Xena, Their Courage Changed Our World, and it was put together by Mary D. You know, we're big fans of Mary on this podcast, and so we talked to her about the book. So here, listen to Mary talking to us about the passion that fans bring to a fandom. The biggest difference, I think, is an official site someone's job, and a fan site is someone's love and passion. So it's always, other than a, an official site having exclusive access to interviews or whatever, 
the the, the fan sites, you know, as long as they have the skill to make it a good site, it's always going to win out because they're passionate about it. It's not oh, just yeah. their job. So I'm glad you're oh, passionate. Well, <laughs> you just hit the nail on the head. It's passion. You can tell when a site is passionate about uh, the topic because they will present it in such a way that it's just beautiful. And it's, I always say that if I go to a site and I know that uh, the person doing it knows what they're doing and wants to give the fans what they want, so whether it be fanfic, whether it's images, whether whatever it is, there is love behind that. And you're not doing it for the attention. You're not doing it for, um, oh, look at me type thing. But you're doing it because you love the show that you're, that you're watching and you're passionate about it. And I was saying recently to uh, one of my authors um, that, if you're passionate about something, it will come out. You can't hide it because uh, it will come out in your work and whether you're doing a uh, uh, podcast or whether you're writing or whether you're doing a website, it will come out. It will show. So uh, in my opinion, I think uh, fan sites are far superior to official sites. Because they have the passion. So there was Mary, and always so much fun to talk to Mary, but what a huge accomplishment this book. The book is huge. I have it. I didn't, it's not near the camera, but it's, it's substantial. <laughs> it's gigantic. It's very yes, heavy. Yeah. Heft. Yeah. Full of emotional heft and knowledge yes, heft. Indeed. And it's a fine yeah. read. It's still available. Go to Amazon, check it out. Yeah. yeah. We should just post a picture. Rob Tappert has That's one. right. That's really cool. Yeah, he can see what his little show did for yeah, everyone. That's really great. Did, mm-hmm. not that he didn't know. did you uh she had encouraged people to take pictures with the book. Have you have you I haven't done that yet, Wendy. Did you take a picture with your book? Uh, I took pictures of my cats okay. by the book. Or I think there were some <laughs> kittens I was fostering and they got their picture with the book. Up next we have Best Published Queer Fiction. And it goes to Queer Leaders by M. B. Gale, aka Boots and Cats. Boots. Yeah, here's a clip from our interview with Boots talking about how they dealt with Max's coming out in the book and all the things that we really loved about it. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about the high school experience and the experience of coming out in a different way. Because I think we're so used to, you know, as queer people, we're so used to the coming out story where, you know, everyone hates them and it's really sad and it's really depressing. And you know, those are very valid, obviously, because that is a lot of people's experiences. And I think it's important for people to see that they're not the only ones with those kinds of experiences. But for me, I wanted to write something that was a little more positive leaning as far as, you know, because the world is changing as far as how people are coming out and their experiences coming out. And I think that it's important to show all sides of that. So even though Max coming out wasn't necessarily smooth sailing it also wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened to her in the entire world um it was it was almost an afterthought to the 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 plot point of i'm just gonna you know kiss a bunch of cheerleaders (laughs) right and you do you do a great job of including uh, her parents in this and what i really liked was uh one quote from the book uh that you know you a lot of parents are cool with gay people until your child is one and you know, we, there is a lot that goes 
behind that, I think. And um, that's, was that anything that you experienced um, that you drew from or that you just kind of, you knew people struggled with that? That was my personal experience too, that, you know, my, my, one of my parents were okay with being gay until your child is one. So that one, that line stood out to me in particular. I have a lot of friends who that was their experience where they were very worried, um, even though based on things their parents had said, they shouldn't have been worried because they were like very supportive of the LGBT community and stuff, but they were still worried that it would be different when it was their kid. And um, for the most part, from those experiences that I've heard, it, it usually ended up being okay. Um, my experience with my parents was they were never <laughs> okay with gay people. And so just, you know, it didn't make a difference when it was their own kid. It was still, you know, obviously the worst thing that's ever happened. But um, I, I know it is, is, is something that happens a lot. And like I said, I just wanted to show different sides of it. I love that book. So much fun. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, it was. They were fun to talk to. And yeah. hopefully when things go back to normal, that they promise that we could actually hang out. I, I just want to be Boots' friend, basically. Oh, yeah, that's right. Boots, so. I know. It's <laughs> these people we've talked to possibly in person. Right. In so. real life? Yeah. yeah. So. There you go. Next I remember up. how to talk to people. <laughs> I don't remember. We'll figure it out. We have time. We still have time, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm be so socially awkward, even more than I already was when this is <laughs> Our next snoppy is the award for making the best out of a shitty situation. Let me just clarify now. That is the second time I've said the word shitty on this show. I never thought I'd say it once, but twice. (laughs) You've said, I feel like you've said the F word at least once on this, on the podcast. I I feel you were very, it was a very impassioned moment, but I, I probably, you did at least once. Anyways. Well, now we got the other one. Our dear friend, Penny Cavanaugh, director of the Z night retreat, uh, because she had a, an incredible event planned with celebrity, you know, people from Xena and fans worldwide that were planning to come to the Xenite retreat. But of course, as we all know why, it got canceled. So she turned the in-person retreat into an amazing virtual retreat. That was a lot of fun to attend. So in this clip, uh, Penny talks about coming to grips with having to reschedule the in-person retreat and take it online. It was obviously, it's been, I bet it's been a bit, bit of a roller coaster. I know you were so excited for what you had planned uh, in 2020, and then you kind of had to pivot a bit. So tell us, <laughs> walk us through that period if it's not too painful. Understatement of the year, pivot, kind of pivot, just a, just a small pivot. Um, wow. Okay. So I remember um, this all starting and, and watching the updates on the news and thinking, it's okay, we're going to be fine. And then, you know another story would happen and something else would get shut down and the next thing and it finally became this like slap in the face of realization that Zenit Retreat's not going to happen this year and um oh you guys I'm so emotional about this even though Mm. Zenit Retreat has happened and it was I I think a roaring success and it was wonderful and it was unlike anything that we ever could have predicted but um, I still get really upset when I think about the fact that um, what was meant to be our fifth year, what was meant to be debut of Xena Warrior Musical, which was what was meant to be um, some phenomenal surprises, which I can't even talk about, <laughs> didn't none of, none of it happened. And it, it really, it broke my heart. It, um, I didn't even realize how hard it was going to hit me actually until the weekend of retreat. I woke up Friday morning. Um, we decided to do it virtually. I woke up Friday morning, 
and everything didn't really start until I want to say like 12, 12 o'clock on, no, it was a little, no, it was Friday night that everything started. But I woke up Friday thinking I should be in the Amazon atrium right now. I should be hugging everybody who walks through the doors. I should be giving them their swag. Um, we had some great water bottles this year. I got to say, I'm really, <laughs> really bummed. Um, and and I was sitting on my couch watching fucking MasterChef, like <laughs> <laughs> just really sad. And it all hit me, and I started crying, and it was just real. Um, yeah. So r- retreat didn't happen this year. Thanks, COVID. Um, but we did it virtually, and it was very special. It was. It was great. Everyone showed up and um, brought their authentic selves, which, uh, you know, if if people don't show up to the party, bringing themselves and being amazing and participating and, and bringing their soul to the table, then, um, then it can't happen. So I think the fact that this year, 2020 virtual Zenite Retreat was such a success is because everyone showed up and bought in to this, you know, we had what we had. We made it. We made it what we could, and it was very special. Penny, Penny, oh, Penny. <laughs> she's a dynamo. She's amazing. She could have also. Yeah. She was up. She was in the running for best Australian accent, but then like <laughs> Mary D would have been really awkward, oh, you know. So it, yeah, we just, you can't, yeah, yeah we got rid of that category altogether. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, next up, the next Snoppy Award we're giving out is to. Uh, uh, the best Hallmark Channel lesbian wedding guest. And, of course, that goes to Paul uh, Campbell, who's the oh, star of yes. Hallmark's wedding every weekend. Uh, Paul was so much fun to talk to. Yeah. We have to have him back. And uh, we talked about having him back and like having like a cocktail hour with him and just kind of shooting mm-hmm. the shit. Uh, but he was a lot of fun to talk to. In this clip, Paul talks about being... Uh, in the wedding scene during the filming and, and the sort of the energy in the moment and, and how it was very special for everybody involved. We were surprised they kissed, honestly. We, yes. we kind of had a bet going, are they going to let them kiss or not? Or are they going to like just have the end of the wedding and no kiss? But they, they did. Yeah. They had to. They went all they had, in. <laughs> they had to. And, and if they hadn't, they would have done a disservice mm-hmm. to what they're trying to do. They just, it wouldn't have been as impactful. And the beautiful thing about what resulted from that scene they shot was it's impossible to watch that scene and not go, Oh, this is just beautiful. This is just two people who are in love. Those actresses played it so naturally. Mm-hmm. They were great. It's like you're watching like a little slice of life. There was nothing cheesy. There was nothing like overt. It was just like, Hey, I love you. I love you. Kiss love. Right. Done. That's it. It was handled perfectly. Yeah. And I cried <laughs> so hard. During the rehearsal for Aww. that, I was like, I cried and, and Kim looked over and she's like, are you, cry- are you crying? I'm like, oh, I'm weeping. And the director was like, hey, you got to like reel it in a bit. I'm like, I got, this is all I got. And every, everybody, when the first take, when they yelled action, every single background performer, every single crew member screamed and cheered. It was so moving. It was an unusable take because everybody doing the fucking like everyone just lost their minds. It was so, yeah, it was, it was incredible to be there. You know, I was going to ask about that because it seemed like when they did have the kiss and like now pronounce you 
whatever they wife and wife or whatever <laughs> they said. Um, it seemed like the applause, like it was it was more than the normal, like yay, wedding applause. It felt like a little more like, hey, we just saw some genuine Hallmark history. <laughs> you know, it felt extra. It felt like there was an extra energy to that. No acting. There was yeah. no acting. That was just a bunch of people genuinely responding. Thank you, Paul. That was uh, you know what? I second runner up for that was Kimberly Susted, but because she was not on our yes. show. So sorry, Kimberly. Um, Someday in the future, hopefully, I'll have. Got to be present to win. I'm very geeky about Kimberly Susted, so I'm glad we got to talk to Paul. He was wonderful. Our next snoppy goes to Renee O'Connor for best cosplay inspiration, and I'm also going to throw in an additional category for best Zoom background during an interview. (laughs) So. Yeah, so let's listen to a clip where Renee talks about the craziness and hard work that went into working on Xena. I just was watching that episode, Liar Liar, the other day, and you guys at the end, she was like, had a guitar and rocking, and then you come dancing out in your white French bikini, which I have one, thank you. And no, it does not fit. Um, that, was, that was a highlight. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um <laughs> Did you ever have that, those moments on the show where you're like, what are we doing? This has got to be one of the highlights of my whole life because this is ridiculous and fun and awesome all at the same time. And that moment struck me as one that could just been like, yesterday we were shooting a tremendously sad death day, death scene or something. And now I'm dancing around in white fringe. What is my life? Honestly, you know, you are, you're in the musical, you're in the show you don't have a moment to step back and reflect on is this surreal or odd because we were doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, um, here's an example. I remember a long time ago, I worked on uh, the Rockford Files with James Garner. Um, I'm so old that I remember watching that show on television. <laughs> reruns. Who knows how many reruns it was. Um, but anyway, I remember sitting in the car with him and he was on one side and his sidekick was on the other. And there was that moment of, this is weird. This is surreal. (laughs) What's happening here? Um, I never had that feeling on Xena because it was, it was hard work. We were tired, but there was still that drive of let's get a great show. Let's do our best. Let's work hard. um, And, and make this ride as exhilarating for everyone else watching as it is for us to do. Mm. So no, I'm sure it was really bizarre for you guys really watching <laughs> well, no well when we were watching though we were in the moment too like in the show like we're you know we're like they gotta win this rock battle because and poor gabrielle's in a cage oh, yeah. no we were wrapped up in it too in the same way but then you know it's not until like literally the other day when i was watching it thinking how crazy must that have been but you know when you're filming but like you said you were you were in it and and also that too you're working like for you it's like oh my gosh i I got to hit that mark as I dance out in this bikini. And so you're not really reflecting on your whole life at that moment. You're just trying to dance to your mark. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to keep up with Jay, um, who was my dance partner and all those different numbers. Um, (laughs) Because he's a, he was a riot. So I mean, talk about a wild card. It was just hard to keep, you know, keep him still because he was always a showman (laughs) telling jokes or singing songs or doing something. Um, But um, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like a nerd in that I take everything to the, um, 100th degree where I want to research. I want to do my best. I want to practice. I want to do a good job, you know, that I take all that very seriously. So I was, my head was down. I was just trying to make sure I, I, um, 
I knew what I was doing, but I had fun while doing it. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Dancing that little outfit, even oh, yeah. if it was embarrassing in front of all the people, <laughs> it's still pretty fun, right? Yeah, I've done it too. I know what you mean. Yes. Oh. I fought wearing it, but yet I did. Um. <laughs> you know, Wendy, I'm sure I saw a picture of you in that. You looked great. I remember. Well, I think that. it was the year you were at BarkCon, so you probably saw me in it at the... Yeah. The thing when we had uh, in Orlando, the yeah, three I of us were wearing the little white fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, re- I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> were you trying to forget it? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was more like, dang. I know. Sorry about- <laughs> Talk about like body doubles. Real- <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't no. insult yourself by saying we were your body doubles. <laughs> well, what was her background, Tara? Why did, why did you, why did she also get that extra bonus award? She well, first she was in the abyss. It was just a blackness. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we said, "Are you okay, Renee? Have you been, you know, abducted or where are you?" And she's like, "Oh, let me change it." So it was like, "Boop," and it was a picture of beautiful New Zealand uh, at the beach. Right. Was it Bethel's beach, very some, super some beach. beach. It was fun. It was it was as if we were really. You know, it was nothing like being in New Zealand, but <laughs> it was better than the abyss, I guess. True. Yeah, true. Better than darkness. All right, our next snoppy goes to the best quarantine short filmmaker. And you know what? I feel like she could win this, not just in our podcast, but in any capacity, because I'm not sure how many people like her put out uh, short films shot in their homes during the COVID, during the quarantine. It was Amy Acker and her film Outside that she and her husband, James Carpinello, did with his apparently old iPhone. (laughs) But they shot it themselves. They had to edit it, but they, they did all the shooting, all the stunts. And uh, in this clip, Amy tells us about how she almost killed James on camera. There may have been one incident where I might have accidentally hit him with a wrench. That <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Were you recording like, at the time? Is it in the movie? There, <laughs> there is a, a little fight scene in the movie, but he was like, "That does not look good. You have to do it harder. You've done a million oh, no, fight no. scenes. You can make <laughs> it look real." And I was like, "Yeah, but usually we have like a fake wrench that we hit people with, not a real wrench, right? <laughs> and mm. we don't have that." And so it kind of slid out wow. of my hands. Luckily, it didn't hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Did it draw blood? <laughs> there, uh, I think after the movie's out, I'll have to release the clip of the take when I hit him because the yeah. sound that it makes is Ooh. like, oh, you think maybe something's definitely broken. And then I'm like, holy shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I killed my husband. Are you okay? I don't know if we're allowed to on this podcast but i was like oh are you okay it's happened before yeah Uh, i'm I'm requesting it please cut he's like you hit me with a fucking wrench (laughs) (laughs) and she gets a bonus for cussing as well always i always enjoy that when when our guests cuss i feel like uh yeah that was a fun surprise (laughs) a little bonus didn't see that coming And we didn't play that clip, but also she did promise to come and be part of our fried chicken fried steak party <sighs> once we can all come together and we'll go over to over to Wendy's and just get, you know, make herself sick off a of chicken fried steak. Here's the thing. <laughs> I thought, okay, I won't hold her to that because she just said it. She probably didn't mean it. But then, she, but then she tweeted it. So I said, oh, that's whole, I'm yeah, holding that's her official. to it now. I've, I've practiced twice. Uh, both times it's been edible with varying degrees of actual taste and enjoyment, okay. but they, no food poisoning, oh. 
So I, I'm too down on my practice chicken fried okay. bacon. I mean, you could, you could definitely sell it up a bit. I wouldn't say like, you should come over. No one's gotten sick yet. No, no. Oh, okay. By the time, by the time this edible. dinner party happens, it will not only be edible, but enjoyable. Okay. Cool. Mm. I'm excited. I can't uh, wait. Maybe, maybe right. in 2022. Who knows? <laughs> Don't rule out 2021. Okay. Our next snoppy is for the award Best Wing Woman. And that, of course, goes to Katrina Law. And in this clip, she and Tara are conspiring together, discussing their strategies of how to get, how to get Tara, uh, how, to, how, how Tara could be picking up on, on women in bars. <laughs> You're Katrina's help. it down, Tara. Uh, we didn't conspire to pick women up at the bars. Sorry, that's right. Maybe that's I did. way creepier than she's going to be my wing right, woman. Sorry. That, that's what I meant. Uh, so let's, let's, <laughs> conspiring to abduct women from bars tricking women no no tricking no them. please stop <laughs> here's the clip so i have a question katrina yes I, I am a single lady and i too am incredibly awkward if anyone that knows me out there knows this is true and i could really use a wing woman um next time i'm out in jersey at yeah. a bar out there. Yeah. Uh, if you could help a girl out, that would really be pretty awesome. Yeah. I will plot you with alcohol first. I feel like that is <laughs> always, always a good start. That's helpful. Yeah. 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 And I got cool. you back. All right. That's awesome. All the best relationships. Awesome. Start uh, so I'll see you in like two years when we can <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> or we can do this like socially distant style. I can just like right. hold like one of those signs that they twirl up outside and have oh. you. I like that. <laughs> I can wear a shirt that's like I'm the one she's pointing to. Yeah, not everyone will know. At all. Not no, at all. but I bet you you will get a date. I bet you. I, will work. I think so. I feel pretty yeah. good about it. As long as you have low standards, you could probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like it might be one of those like, oh my god, I'll date her. Just make your friends stop. Right. Exactly. You know what? You're hmm. really embarrassing yourself. Let's just some <laughs> mercy. Let's mission. go. Yeah. 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 Said, look, it'll work. Whatever tactic I use will work. Yeah. So okay. just stand there and just look as gorgeous as you are. And oh, smile. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's a seal I'm of telling you to smile. Look, you cannot smile. I know people are having issues with people being like, oh, smile. Don't tell me to smile. But oh, I know. Right. You need a smile. You'd be pretty if you smiled more. I like that one. That's the pickup yeah. line I'm going to use when I'm there, Katrina. Can you work with that? Ooh. Can you counteract that? That's a great start. <laughs> oh my God. You would be so much prettier if you were dating somebody. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I think we found the key. I mean, Katrina's up for anything. I got to say, like, she's, she's ready to go. So you're, I mean, you take her up I on that. success in my future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to, you got to take her up on this. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, she did a great job uh, in the, in the That's film right. with her friends. She really threw in the whole surgeon line. You know, hey, you want to come to this party? Uh, my friend's going to be there. She's It's for her hospital where she works as a surgeon. <laughs> so if she keeps that kind of content coming, I feel really confident yeah. that I can I can leave the bar um, willingly, you know, with <laughs> someone that wants to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and she can just like plug in podcast host instead of surgeon. That's going right, to go. Right. I think that's oh, getting okay. a lot of miles out of that, Tara. I don't know if that's quite <laughs> as impressive hmm. but yeah I agree to disagree we'll see <laughs> for our next snoppy category it's best getting picked up at the airport story and the winner is adrian wilkinson 
Well, let's listen to this clip where Adrian talks about her first introduction to the Xenoverse fandom. Do you feel like you were prepared for the the fandom that came along with Xena as far as the, the fans and how, like you said, how big the show was? And I'm not sure when your first convention was, but uh, do you remember the first time you had interaction with the Xena fans or, ha- you know, had you been recognized before? Or was it when you went to that first convention, you really understood the fandom? I definitely didn't know what I was getting in, in for just because I had no <laughs> reference point. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, the, my first convention, I think, was between seasons five and six. It was really, really close right after I was hired, essentially. And I did two conventions back to back. I did one, I think, in New Jersey. And then like the next weekend, I did one in London. And there's no, I'm going to, oh my God, I, every time I remember this story, it brings me such joy. It's so ridiculous. Um, so this was so long ago that this was back when if someone was picking you up from, from the airport, they could actually meet you at the gate. They could go all the way to the gate to meet you. And I got off the plane. I'm walking off the plane. <laughs> I, I walk, I'm down, walking down the jetway and I walk into the airport and there's my name on a card. It's being held by a woman dressed as Xena Warrior Princess <laughs> and a guy that is dressed as Archangel Michael. Or no, Cupid, I think. Cupid. Full costume. Full. And I was like, oh, God, that's for me. <laughs> like, like, I just, it was so, I just did not understand how many pieces and parts there were to it and the pride that that existed in, I mean, like, it made sense to me that at the convention you would wear a costume for a costume contest. <laughs> it had never occurred to me <laughs> that you would pick someone up in the airport. <laughs> and especially because I really, I honestly think that they did it to make me feel special. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just and you did. Oh, I definitely <laughs> felt special. I certainly felt noticed. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. That's commitment right there. So it was, yeah. It was really interesting. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the beautiful part is that, you get on stage and you learn within seconds how important this show is to people and how you lucky you are to be a piece of it. It's clear in the passion people have, have for it, the love they have for it, the space they have made in their lives for it. It just really blew me away because I hadn't had that experience personally, not on either side of it. I had never had an experience where I would put that much energy into a show, even though I certainly had things that I loved. So it was really extraordinary to see because it was bigger than I even knew to experience. Uh, It's a great story. Good, good airport pickup story. Mm -hmm. It's pretty unique. I feel like she knew what she was in for as soon as she saw... Who was waiting yeah, for her at the airport? It's, it's, but you know, uh, welcome to the fandom, Adrian, and she's embraced it. So, oh, completely. And you know, I hadn't really, I didn't really know much about Adrian other than that, you know, she played Livia. Like, I just ne- never had really followed her content, whatever. She is so engaging. She is so lovely. Uh-huh. Like that, I think of we we've talked to so many really cool people this year, but I was surprised how much at the end of the interview I was kind of just crushing on how cool she was so that was such a nice (laughs) nice a nice interview and i really do i'd love to have her back and just kind of chat i think she'd be great yeah she was great she's great there's a reason that she's been like a fan favorite whatever people thought of the livia eve storyline or whatever at the time but adrian herself she's fantastic 
you know, and I like the storyline itself too, but I just, people have gotten to, to interact with her and all of her involvement with the fans. It's been wonderful. Yeah. You know, how can you not like Adrian? She's she awesome. awesome. I, I, yeah. All right. Uh, we talked to another person from Xena. I don't know if you knew this person, but she, her name was Lucy Lawless and she played Xena. Uh, and she wins the award for best warrior princess interview slash best interview conducted from Southern Hemisphere. Boy, that was a, a very, a, a, you didn't have a lot of entries in that like category. A, like a niche category. <laughs> it was yeah. a very niche like- category. <laughs> but we had a runaway winner. Which was Lucy, uh, Lucy Lawless. And um, here's Lucy talking about Destiny and Xena, the show, being greater than the sum of its parts. Given the effect it had on us and you and so much of the world, here's, do you think it was just like, hey, I got lucky and got this good part? Or do you think there was some sort of destiny at work, some sort of fate, some sort of like, do you, which way, how do you look at it? Oh, that's, you know what? I never would have seen, I've always seen it as I just got lucky. But now that I'm older and you start seeing the patterning in your lives, you go, oh my God, maybe there was some, well, there was certainly a synergy there, you know, that with my history and my nervous system and, uh, and have the luck of having the right co-star um, mm. and the right writers. Just the the whole team that came on to make it was there was something magical about it, and um, and it affected people's lives um, almost entirely positively. You know, I think you know, <laughs> which is such a pleasure and an honor to have been part of something that had had legs in the community. You know, and and what good things the fans went out and did. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of good came from that. It's great. Crazy good. So maybe, yeah, maybe there is such a thing as, as fate and destiny. I I think so. That's my personal take on it, that we all found it for a reason and it found you for a reason. Like you said, and Renee, I mean, that's, sometimes you get a good cast, you make a nice show, you go your separate ways. Sometimes hmm. you get the perfect combination and it just you makes something. Yeah. Maybe greater than the sum of its parts. Had a lot of great parts, yes. but then the fans took it. I hate to use it to next level. <laughs> that sort of thing didn't exist back in those days. But they took it somewhere that no show could go on its own, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it helped too. Like the internet was just starting to grow. So that that helped transport it to, like you said, next level. Yes. And we all and found so, each other. They were so computer literate to our fans. They were very <laughs> yes. Right bang in the middle of the 90s, they were, before MySpace, they were on it. It was such a great question, Wendy, that you asked her about, you know, was it, do you think it was fate or just luck? Because I kind of feel like she's probably answered luck most of the time. But for yeah. her to have that perspective now to be like, oh, no, I, maybe it was destiny. Maybe it was meant to be. It was, it was such a great question. Well, thank you. Well, I've always thought that, I mean, I, I have that belief that things come together and happen for a reason the fact that i'm sitting here talking to you people from la is proof of that mm. um but what do you, what do you yeah mean i feel you like people <laughs> <laughs> well you too you too um uh but clear it up. <laughs> i feel like when you're in it when you're in the middle of it at the time and you're just like hey i got a part and then you you know your life just takes on this thing you, you might not have this perspective of what it all meant or how it happened or why yeah, it happened. It's just kind of happening. Yeah. It's just yeah, happening. It's just happening. Yeah. And 
you know, you're grateful and you think, wow, I got, I'm glad I got that part because it worked out. But then you look back at, you know, it's a show, Xena Warrior Princess. I mean, who would have thought a show that was a spinoff of Hercules mm-hmm. would have the impact it did? And and I do think it was a sum of its parts as far as having Renee and Lucy and the, everything involved. So glad she is taking on that perspective. Yeah, it's cool. And, uh, you know, her the interview we, we had with her, we talked about so many different things. Uh, we started with Xena. We ended up uh, talking about Tara's bidet, uh, bidet and Lucy's <laughs> farm. And she had to go get a sewing Slugs. machine. Like we just, it was like a, an interesting, yeah. uh, it's the closest to just sitting down for a chat with Lucy. I think a lot of people yeah. will ever come. And, uh, you know, it was, I'd love to do it again, but uh, it's just a really fun interview. And hopefully if if you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to it. Because uh, all these are these are all available. You can go back into our archives. These are still yeah. they're free. <laughs> they're available to anyone who wants to listen. So yeah, go check it out. It's, it's it's a crazy interview and so much fun. And she actually is. We're running through her house with her at one moment. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. She's like, look at this. Look at this. We're like, uh, you were like, Lucy, you have your finger <laughs> camera. Fingers. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh yeah. my god. She. It was Lucy Lawless. It. The fact that we talked to Lucy Lawless. Well, I'll get. I'll get to the reflection later. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Yeah. It was a bright yes. spot. We, I think we're really good at, we should give ourselves an order for just like playing it cool. Like we played it cool with a lot of cool oh, yeah. people this year that, you know. Fake it till you make it. Crazy. Uh, so crazy. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have what? Speaking of playing it cool. Another, uh, an award to give out. Somebody very special. This is, uh, mm. this award is called the Cat Braille Lifetime Achievement Award. And uh, we weren't sure who to give it to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh if i could get a little drum roll please the winner of the caparel lifetime achievement award is caparel what Woo! congratulations caparel. nobody saw that coming no <laughs> no no i feel like wow. the fact that you share a name uh helped her i mean win this award. it didn't hurt so this was so this was she kind of kicked off this awesome year of interviews for us so this was very early in the pandemic uh on a lark we kind of reached out to her people and surprisingly we got a response (laughs) and it was yes (laughs) and uh it was crazy and i was kind of nervous i was a little a little frayed that day i'm sure you guys remember That was our last in-person podcast. That's too. true. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and so not only was it a really great interview, but look, at, so we talked to her in April and then in, was it July that season four A aired? Mm-hmm. So then watch her go through this incredible performance that every, almost like every episode, it seems like in 4A was just like one after the other. She's just killing it and doing things that she's never done before on the show. So not only for that and her incredible, uh, all of her co- virtual con appearances, all of her social media content, it was, it was a no brainer to give Cat Braille the Cat Braille Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, we, we pulled some clips. I feel like we could have just played the whole interview, but that apparently is not professional. <laughs> Oh, wow. uh, so in this first clip, since when we cared about <laughs> I know what, since when? <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> uh, so in this first clip, uh, we asked about uh, you know looking back on on way how way hop through the seasons and like how you know at, at the very beginning how how they prepared, but keeping in mind that this we talked to her and this was her answer after she had already shot four oh two, 
So knowing that now, it's kind of interesting to go back and listen, but but uh, here's the clip. Really, in the beginning, it was just us wanting to truthfully show a beautiful relationship that we both immediately fell in love with. Um, and, and since then, it's definitely evolved into like a greater purpose for sure. But also when we're shooting, we do try to go back to that season one kind of innocence or that naivety, I guess, of not knowing because we don't ever want to be doing something because we think the fans will go crazy over it. Although that we like love that, of course, and we'd love people to be happy over the choices and the character journey, but we always try to play the script and play what the writers have written and play the journey truthfully. Um, and that's kind of always the first priority. How is she so good about not telling us anything? No spoilers. She, oh, I mean, it's like no. she must have been inside being going like, you guys have no idea what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel like if it had just been just, I mean, I feel like if that scene hadn't been coming up, it would have been like, okay, well, you know, it's, they had kissing scenes. Like, but that the fact that that was coming yeah. up and she even hit. Would we have believed her if she said that? No, I, I feel like she threw it out there like, oh, yeah, yeah this this year we're going to have on sex scenes. We'll be like, stairs no, full funny. on and it's going <laughs> to. Whatever, cat. Yeah. I would not have believed her. <laughs> uh, and so this next clip is, I think when you had asked her about, you guys were talking about filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's just a good example of how she makes interviews feel like you're just having a conversation with her. Even if you get a no, which I've gotten so many no's <laughs> in my career, but you learn something from every experience and every time you put yourself out there and, you know, they just keep getting bigger and bigger. And so if, if you're passionate about it and, it and it's still fulfilling you in enough ways, then, then you do get filled up enough to keep going. Right. You just need one. Yes. For yeah. it to work. So. <laughs> True. But do you ever feel like it's like playing the lottery? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You just need one. Yes. But so does the person sitting in a diaper at the slot machine for 15 hours. <laughs> they also just need one. Yes. And at what point does it become ridiculous? That is a good question. I never thought of someone in a diaper at the oh, slot machine. Yeah. Would, but you know, it's a good visual. I definitely feel like you that person a lot of the time. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I just saw my life flash in front of my eyes. I guess it's good to have diapers if you're going to sit at a slot I mean, machine for hours. I've never time. thought yeah. about it, but it makes sense. I wouldn't yeah. do it, but I understand. Because you never know. Uh, you don't want to get up and... Especially know, when they're blind with free drinks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this last clip, another co- sort of just conversation it felt like we were having, talking about what she misses about California and trying to make me feel better about maybe one day becoming a Canadian. And at the very end, there's an epic callback that she gives. And it, to me, this forever... Uh, I love a good callback, and this sort of endeared her forever in my heart because of this. So let's take take a listen. I'll be happy to move to Toronto. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I get it, though. I still fantasize about California. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, it's it's so seductive. That's the thing with California. It's like a siren. It just, it's so beautiful. The food is so great. There's so much fun culture. It's such an alive city like Los Angeles. But even California, I mean... I've driven the coast. I've done like I've driven from LAX all the way up to San Francisco. Like, that drive is incredible. It's a beautiful the drive. Stops along the way. It, it just. I will warn you. Oh. And we we we'd welcome you with open arms in Canada, but there is no beauty like California. Hmm. I will say that. I cannot it, wait. It's just for Leah to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But. But it's incredible in, in different ways. 
but like, I'm going to tell you that in February, March, you're not going to be happy about your decision. But in May, June, you're going to live life. You're going to go to the cottage and tap maple trees in the fall (laughs) and and be a Mountie and do all the things that will make you Canadian and it will be fine. You're making it sound I mean, listen, there's no perfect situation. It's, I, I love both places. And I miss the other when, you know, like when I'm in LA, I miss Canada, when I'm in, when I'm in Toronto and when I miss, I miss LA and you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. So I'm sorry that you're in, in that predicament of having, where, where did you grow up? I grew up here. I'm, I'm from Southern California. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's wow. a rare bird. There's not many people. There's three, it. there's three of I us. I better not say anything else because. She's going to kill me. So I am potato. (laughs) Potato guys. And that uh, fun fact was from the lost tapes uh, (laughs) version of the interview where we had to uh, later in the year after season four had aired um, that we couldn't because it had to do with the show too many possible spoilers or hints in there. Uh, So we had to wait um, and then re- release that after. But we were so bummed at the time because we're like, oh, oh man, the potato thing. Is I was away. like, uh, I was a little hard. crestfallen when, when we realized we couldn't actually air that that callback, that potato. So that mm-hmm. potato's never been heard before. So we're still giving, you know, still <laughs> releasing unheard Cabrel content. Uh, but I like, again, like, that is such a great fun moment. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm so happy that we can actually share that part with people now. That was, that was a fun interview. Yeah. That was our first, right. our, I mean, not our first, but our first, like, Oh my God, Cat Brown's going to be on. Yeah. Right and um, good times. Well, it was, it was a good time. All right. Now we're about to give ourselves some awards. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't even know I was. Yes. We're about to win some awards guys. Get ready. Mm. Uh, so best re a uh, best episode reaction award goes to us. <laughs> talking about Winona 402 we we started oh yeah we started to do these, these after one. episode reports so we'd watch it and then immediately record and and this was uh the the intro to the 402 reaction episode uh hello and welcome to the she nerds out podcast i guess i'm cat pretty sure i'm wendy <laughs> and i feel dirty <laughs> this is tara so we just watched 402 of Winona Earp. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my TV uh, accidentally switched channels. Yeah, I in think the last I five went minutes. Over to Cinemax for. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know, planning like, oh, we'll just go through the episode. I, I feel like, do we start at the end? I don't I know how to do know. this. I- do we? I think so. We don't build I don't know. like they did. All right. Well, no. so what did you see at the end? Are you talking about like the, the, the bodies hanging? Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> are you no. talking about um, all the snow on the ground? What are you talking mm, about? Kathy? No, not the snow. Yeah. Uh, well, first, maybe I, I, mean, I remember you- thinking there was a natural end point for the show. And then I glanced and it said four minutes left. And I thought, oh. What is, okay, they're just going to wrap some things up. <laughs> yeah, a couple wrap-ups, you know? Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, and then... <laughs> I think we saw the Beaver Busters for real. We're shocked. We can't, <laughs> we can't really think or talk. We had no idea what was coming, literally. <laughs> it blew my mind. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Still hard to believe it, it happened. Yeah. How many times did you have to rewatch it to know oh. it was real? At least 15 or so, and even then it still doesn't register. I might have to go back. I just have it on repeat sure. all through the house, mm-hmm. so it's constantly playing in the house. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Leah, Leah really yeah, appreciates it. There's just the sex scene playing all Oh, yeah, no, that's what I meant. <laughs> just the stairs. Yep. Looking back, we, did, we didn't watch that together, right? We only watched the pilot together safely yeah. in the backyard with a big screen. Uh, but this one, we watched it on our own, right? Yeah, because we just, all went through this alone. You did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was other. I was alone, and I audibly gasped. Yeah. I screamed <laughs> at the TV with no one around. Kind and of I uh, wish I could have had a camera on my face. Yeah. Happened. yeah. I'm kind of sorry to play on a giant screen in your front yard. Oh my cat. god! Yeah, right. Oh my god! Imagine? I wish you could have watched that. <laughs> oh boy, the neighbors will be very, very confused <laughs> what is they're happening? watching porn over there typical lesbians mm-hmm. <laughs> uh okay we're gonna move on to the best rants of 2020 <laughs> we got pissed it's like you got mossed but <laughs> we, got, we got pissed, we got pissed. and sometimes you know passion uh leads to <laughs> anger passion leads to anger Which leads to the dark side <laughs> uh so <laughs> The first rant uh, that we're going to, uh, first rant award that we're going to award is to Wendy. Congratulations, Wendy. This is your first official Wendy's rant. We, we, we created, I should say we, Tara created this fantastic Wendy's rant intro. This is the first time the world got to hear it. And it led to a, an epic rant uh, having to do with POI. Shocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here it is. So, Wendy. Uh. <laughs> so you actually sent us this. So we have this uh, this messenger group that we we send each other articles. No, it's and a stuff. messenger thruple. It's a thruple. We're in a thruple. Thru- guys, we're in a thruple. <laughs> <laughs> On messenger, we are. <laughs> so I think you sent this list originally. I did, and I don't feel like it was because you agreed with a lot of the the things on the list. Did you want to share maybe this new segment we've been talking about? Yeah, I do. Tara, what's the name of the segment? It's called Wendy's Rants. She's mild-mannered by day, but she's got something to say. She's Wendy. And she's going to rant. Okay. <laughs> wow. I can't wait. The bar is set high. So, Wendy, what you got for us? Wendy, go rant. Okay, oh, this list, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this will be a fun list to talk about. And you know what? Then I went through the list. 100 to 1. And then I realized <laughs> something's <laughs> missing. Number. Something's missing. Person of interest. Oh, boy. Ooh. All right. We'll get Don't to my get favorite ships of all time, and you'll see why I'm... Uh, and look, I it's a person... They quote science at it. Whatever. <laughs> they also had the TV team that jacked up shows like The Good Place to number what I was at, three? Yeah. When it, uh, come on. And so it was kind of science, kind of like, well, we really like this show. Let's put it up really high. I have a question. Are you raising... <laughs> cat is I call raising her hand. I call on cat. So, do you consider... Person of interest to be a sci-fi or or fantasy show. Yes, you know why? Okay, okay. Here's Never the mind. thing. Here's Move the on. thing, and I think that might be part of why they didn't consider it. I don't know because person of interest when it came out, you know what it was based. It was it was about a couple of white dudes and Taraji P Henson. Okay, essentially, hmm. uh, you know Jim Caviezel and Michael Emerson 
solving, basically stopping crimes before they happen, stopping murders, whatever. How did he get this information? From an AI computer. Oh. And when it came out, people were like, this is far-fetched. This is ridiculous. You know, not this ridiculous. It's sci-fi. Happen. It's obviously right. sci-fi. Well, it's almost like a semi-dystopian yeah. thing it's like where this we've gotten where... to this point where yeah. this computer almost <clears throat> takes on this personality and is analyzing our personal information. Right. Yeah. Picking, yeah. Right. It, it's a, it's <laughs> taking in all this. for it's, uh, it's eavesdropping on everyone, and the AI is processing all that and then spitting out whatever information. Okay. It was completely, it was far-fetched. And then Edward Snowden came out. You know, maybe it's it's too kind of lifelike now, even though it, it was considered a genre show. Hmm. I, I don't know if that was Mar- what marked it off. Maybe the fact that, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> hey, if you read this list and think, oh, here are the best 100 genre shows. with ga-. No, Person of Interest, look it up. So guys, I when I went back to, to pull this clip, this is episode 35. It's called Ships Ahoy. It's from February 11th, 2020. This is a very quintessential snob episode. If you haven't listened to this episode, go back and listen. Not to not to toot our own horns. It's really good. It's really fun. <laughs> We're talking about all the things that we love. We're debating. Uh, you know, Tara says longevity a hundred times. <laughs> Tara complains about not having an iPad at least 30 times. It's fun. We're- I have an iPad now. You know what? And it's not all oh, that. Oh, that's too bad. It's a great episode. We're all in the same room together. I feel like there's just a different, oh, different energy when we're in the same room together. It's just not quite the same. Not yeah. that looking at guys on tiny screens doesn't do it for me. But anyways, go, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's it's just, it's it's quintessential snop. It might be one of my favorite episodes of the year, If uh, aside from Caprell. Like Caprell is uh, <laughs> will always be the number one, but this one's pretty good. I stand by my room. <laughs> it still stands. It still stands. Uh, so Tara's rant. Now, what's interesting about this one is it it's she you never say the word longevity, but it's implied. <laughs> it's I don't even need to I shouldn't even need to say That's it. That's it. We're talking about I think it was like one of those one of the lists that we're constantly tearing apart. It was like the top oh my sci-fi God. Where they, TV show. Like, right. Yeah. Where they're gonna put some first year sci fi show above Stargate. Right. And it was like the, of all time was was the of yeah. all time so this is uh this is that mm-hmm. rant so congratulations Tara. this is that rant and then then <laughs> the show devs devs hey but you know what i get it it's new this made me want to watch it but yeah again all time it's been out for like three minutes it's right. at number right. 16 it came out in 2020 2020 it's march yeah of yeah. all time, well, and the whole, is, one season is the whole season even available yet? I doubt it. I think I don't it's know. still. Aren't they releasing They're it? Still, like every I don't week? know. I don't care. Okay. I don't care if it's been, completely been out. <laughs> since I'm going to check it out. I will say, no. great. Check it out. It's great. It's, but that's all time, wonderful. I agree. To be on an all to be sixteen. Yeah. Okay. And again, here we go. <laughs> Devs sixteen, and then and no, jumping up to twenty, we have the Expanse. Okay. Okay. Which is. Above number twenty three, <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, Next Generation. I think got no. a little shafted on this. It is a weird. It, now that you're okay, I didn't really f- question the list as much. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but that does that no. is a little weird. They should maybe take off the shows that have just been released. The right, last you can't say it put anything on an all time list that's when it's less not even than done. one year old. Right, yeah. I concur. 
Okay. And then we have Dollhouse at 27. Yeah, cool. Made the cut of all time. Uh uh-uh. uh. Then we have Babylon 5 <laughs> at 29. Above all of these, all of these, above Stargate SG 1 at 36. No. Stargate SG 1 at the time was one of the longest running sci fi shows with multiple spinoffs. Where's our terrorist ten, rants On open? 10 years. Yeah, we need, we need okay. One. On 10 years you know, really helped establish a lot of these other long-running sci-fi shows right. now, made it popular. You know, it was first on Showtime. First it was a movie in 94, and then they put it on Showtime. Then it went over to sci-fi. It was one of sci-fi's real big, hmm. like, essentially it was, wasn't really an original series, but it was one that, you know, one of the their first things that, you know, you tune in, and now they've got these, um, you know, their own, it, it really built their brand, right. you know? So, to put that at number 36 uh, with all eh, so many of these other ones below it i'm sorry of all time <laughs> longevity i should have never had to rant about that that's ridiculous you're right i'm still mad about it i know you should be uh but gosh i love those lists because it gives us something to talk about i will say mm-hmm. one of our quibbles was mandalorian being up so high on that list but after two mm-hmm. seasons it's making a case it's just got to keep it going it doesn't mm-hmm. have longevity yet but it, it does it, not it's uh making a strong case for not to mention Stargate had, what, 25 episodes a season, not yeah. this 8 to 10 episodes. Yeah, it's a whole different whole so, different level, man. Yeah. I don't want it to be compared to... I get uh, it. What, what, was the Nick Offerman one? It was like the... Devs. Hey, that yeah. was pretty good. Devs. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I did like that. And Devs. that's great. Let it be good for its first t- teeny yeah. tiny season, but don't <laughs> well, give me all time. I don't know that it's coming back, and I don't remember where it ranked on that list, but oh. it... Yeah, you shouldn't. I well, mean, maybe in five fine. years, you probably won't even remember it existed, there but Stargate will be with us forever. Probably so. I will not argue longevity. That. Do you feel like Stargate d- does not get a lot of love when it comes to, to sci-fi and, and this kind I, of thing? I, I feel like it does. I mean, it has a huge fan base and it, you know, they, there's been multiple spinoffs and, uh, but you know, if you're going to look at the trendier sci-fi kind of, you know, stuff that's been out recently then yeah. fine whatever but i think i don't know it's one of my favorites and starting stargate atlantis too got it okay next up we have cat's infamous rants oh. about george lucas and her distaste for his choices in life <laughs> uh, so let's hear it it makes sense he created the story he the you know it all came from his head and of course he would have a great idea of how to end this saga right mm-hmm but 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 Brosef, you sold to Disney. You sold it, and did you just on Brosef? I did Brosef, <laughs> Bro, Brosephine. I haven't heard that. Listen, one listen, bro. <laughs> um, you sold bro. it, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> so you could have either made uh, maybe uh, until they start until you started to actually make the films. Maybe you start pre production and then you sell. So uh, so everything's kind of in place. The scripts are are decided. You ha- you put someone in charge of your company that you're leaving it to, who's going to continue your vision, or don't tell us about this. I don't want to know this. <laughs> I don't want to know that you, you the way that you treated Leia in the in those original films was basically as a side character, and all of a sudden. The movie's done. The tri- Carrie's gone. The trilogy's made. Oh, by the way, guys, I was going to do justice to this character I haven't done justice to in 40 years. <laughs> I'm sorry I got to say this. Fuck you, George Lucas. You don't get to you don't get to do that. Now I'm even more upset. I'm heartbroken already that Carrie's gone. And now I'm never going to see Leia get the due 
that I've been waiting to see for so freaking long. Fuck you, George Lucas. Wow. Keep it to yourself. Ooh. I don't want to know it. I feel like I was having a bad day. I feel like that was a little harsh. Mm. Uh, like a little touchy, I said fuck yeah. you, George, twice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I, you know, uh, again, I was having a bad day, but I still feel I stand behind it. But maybe I, I could have used uh, not as harsh language. Maybe. Mm. Right. Just a little different yeah. communication maybe. style. but i get the sentiment uh star wars is a uh, mixed bag of (laughs) fun and happiness and disappointment and And then also the star wars holiday (laughs) (laughs) that's fun and i love it so much yeah (laughs) so good i'm actually wearing my i'm wearing b arthur today in honor of the (gasps) oh it is for real I'm guessing it's that. not from the oh, Star no, Wars holiday special. I'm later in life, but it's definitely B. She's the best. But I like uh, that you have the B. Arthur yeah, shirt. I, I have awesome. a deep love for B. Arthur. It's, I didn't yeah, even know I have, this. I have two <laughs> after holidays. I have two B. Arthur shirts. Whoa. If I could find a cantina of B. Arthur, I would totally get it. <laughs> I would get that. <laughs> I know you would. We <laughs> yeah. have to make one ourselves. We could make one ourselves. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go look look up. cosplay. I bet one exists. Oh, you could. Blended. You could totally cosplay B. Of the cantina. And oh, then you could hey, sing what are you singing? <laughs> no, but it's, it would be a fun costume. Sing the song. Yeah. What was the song? Uh, good one night, but not goodbye or something? Or something? One, yeah, good night, but not yeah, goodbye. Like I'm not seeing any merch for B. Um, Arthur in the Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> opportunity. There's a there is an opportunity there oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. At least at least two or three of us. The market's wide open. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna. Well, mm-hmm. I see a few things. Oh, I'll get okay. All that. Good. Great. All right. We're gonna move on to the best of 2020, not podcast related. Uh, just stuff that we moments in queer queer nerddom this year that in movies or shows or whatever basically that that brought us joy or that we wanted to to highlight in some specific way do you guys have anything that comes to mind for you want to throw something out there since we're still in the season i'll throw out happiest season it was a breath of fresh air the uh christmas movie by clay duvall with kristen stewart and mackenzie davis Uh, i've seen it multiple times now it was very enjoyable so if you well, haven't would, seen it yet on Hulu, go watch it. I'd say we talked about that for at least the year. Oh, I don't yeah. Know when we started we, talking about it, but that was very announced over by a us. year. Yeah. yeah. For over a year. And it paid off. And it's, it's, di- I mean, it's rare when that happens. Something yeah. you've been talking about for so long. Yeah. Uh, no. And I feel like that's something that I would watch every, every year around, around Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, it, yes. And it's just a fun movie. And I, I really, and it also is so important because it is that the first, you know, um, female uh, lesbian storyline um, that's prominent with the main two characters that's produced by a, uh, you know, the a larger production company totally. and yeah. distributed uh, wide, widely, however you want to say that, <laughs> widely distributed. Yeah, that is works. That, is that yeah, the way sure. you say it? Yeah, so I <laughs> I was just really happy that it broke the records for Hulu and that it did really well and it showed uh, a lot of people that hey, we you know, we can do this and it's not, you know, and it doesn't have to be depressing. Right. That's another Exactly. big highlight. For, for sure. Me. That's a good one. Unless you were depressed that she ended up didn't end up with Riley. <laughs> I was a little yeah, bit, but still hoping for the sequel <laughs> where she gets with Riley. It's a whole different thing. 
for me, uh, you know, Schitt's Creek had its final season in 2020 mm. and it was a great season. And also they swept the Emmys, which was such a awesome yeah. kind of, it was over the summer. I feel like it was around a really crappy time. This whole year has been kind of crappy, but. Yeah, which, which it one? Was, last which season was so good. It and was awesome. Ha- having been rewatching it, uh, you know, I know they swept the awards and a lot of people weren't happy about that, but I feel like they kind of got the short end of the stick because watching these seasons over, I'm like, this show is so good. And nobody really appreciated it as much until it was picked up by Netflix exactly. last year and people were able to yep. see it. So I think that's part of the reason why it swept because, you know, we, part of kind of like we should have been recognizing this show along the way. Um, so now we have to make up for all this lost ground. Uh, but I think uh, I, I was just really happy for them, especially uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara, um, who is amazing as Moira. So where was it before Netflix got it? Where was it? Pop. Pop. Oh, okay. Well, I am a season and a half in. I'm a I'm a baby Yay. in the woods. Of shit. Uh, loving Good. it. Catherine O'Hara is ridiculous. I will never say enchiladas. Uh, <laughs> oh, my baby. So, yeah, I, I've got a long way to go, but I she is it. a treasure. She is. I'm so excited she that she won the Emmy. Like yeah. she's just. She's Everybody's fantastic, so but good. she is. Yeah, she's, yeah. She yeah. should have been winning them earlier. Totally for sure. agree. I agree. I totally yep. agree. Big time. So that that's been a highlight. Uh, but TV wise, for me in 2020, of course, Mandalorian. Yeah. The Mandalorian. It took season one and it said, just you wait. <laughs> Watch we'll this. We're going to name the baby. <laughs> the We're going to have Jedi. We're going to have the ultimate Jedi show right. up. And if you don't know who that is, and if you haven't watched it, we'll go figure it out. <laughs> uh, spo- you had some of the most awesome chase action flying whatever Boba scenes. Fett uh, came back. Boba yeah. Fett. Ming-Na was back. I mean, uh, Mandalorian was a gift to 2020 and i loved every minute of it well i mean speaking of gifts to 2020 on tv winona 4a the first half of season four i mean so much fun and and being able to watch it with you guys sometimes in person and sometimes just you know on our own and then talking about it such a highlight for me it's the first you know i'm new to the show and so to be able to watch new episodes and talk about it and be engaged like the whole experience so great and obviously the stairs like that scene there's i feel like there's yeah. before the stairs and then there's after the stairs mm-hmm. it's sort of this pivotal <laughs> moment in in tv history so yeah just just wine on herb in general this year was was awesome you know, when i was back going back through our old podcast and listening i believe i had a famous last words of well if they have to shut down production it's not like they're going to show the first part and then wait like we're just going to have to wait till they finish everything to see any of it <laughs> and uh mercifully they didn't do yeah. that um i think my highlight i mean the stairs with us was a thing my favorite part though was <laughs> i when she got peacemaker back and she's got that big old speech and the music's playing and the crazy nun people are chanting or singing whatever was happening and she was like <laughs> yeah god you know we're not done fighting evil or whatever the whole speech and i remember watching that scene in your yard thinking eh, i'm an herper yeah, <laughs> yeah i love that moment that's still my favorite I'm still waiting for Winona to go back and rescue Rosita from the convent yeah. or wherever Where she's at. Rosita's happy though. Yeah. She's oh, I know. But, or just joining her there, yeah. and then they can have their own stair scene <laughs> that we can hopefully see next year. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. 
That's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, all of, all of 4A was good. It was quality by known. It might be my favorite half of, like, so far, mm-hmm. this is shaping up to be my favorite yeah. season. So, so, and, you know, we, had, we got the proposal, the way hot proposal yeah. at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, you know, lot a lot more to come, which is so crazy. We have an entire half, another half season to go, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's so, so much fun. Good. Well, we'll yeah. say another one of my highlights of uh, 2020, which we will get into in depth ah. next week. The release of Wonder mm-hmm. Woman after, and it's interesting the fact that it was originally supposed to come out last December and it was pushed to I think May, and then you know it just kept getting pushed and yeah. pushed till the, there was a there were scenes in Why there. Why was it originally thought, pushed? And I in, don't uh, remember. Oh, I don't know. Um, they're regretting that decision. Well, Damn but it. but you know what though? It's what's interesting is I think. Well, here's the deal. What we'll get into this next week. But whatever you thought of it, people watched it. Sure, it got a lot of eyeballs on the exact same day, it, theaters or TV. And but there was there was a scene in there, or there were scenes that with a lot of chaos happening in the world and on the streets that I thought, you know mm. what? Seeing this last Christmas wouldn't have had the effect it did seeing it this Christmas because you're like, oh, wow, what a crazy world. We've seen similar scenes for different reasons, different people, whatever. Yeah. But and the like, chaos in the streets, we've very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it did not I take feel like a matter of hours. <laughs> it, it there's like a new perspective watching it now oh, than it would have been last Christmas for sure. So, but yeah, we'll get in depth with we Wonder Woman next week. Uh, well, speaking yeah. of movies, a couple of movies that, that stood out to me this year. Uh, the Old Guard which we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And hoping there's a sequel. And the last movie that I saw in a movie theater in 2020 was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I forgot you saw that wow. in I the did. actual theater. Uh, and s- when does the other one come out? I think it's, it's out. out. I think we... Oh, is it? Yeah. Anamite? Okay. Well, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. We'll have to watch it too. But it is It is out. It came out okay. November 13th, so we're a little behind, but wow. you know, we'll get Stuff's to it. going on. Well, it's hard when Portrait of a Lady on Fire is already out there, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, mm-hmm. how does it compare? Because it's very similar. Story. It is, but it looks it looks different, though. It doesn't look, I don't know. I think Portrait's going to be the superior movie. I think it will, but we'll see. It's Kate Winslet. I mean, she's awesome, so we'll see how it goes. We'll and see. Sure. And the gays. That sure, sure. That's right. A lot of gays. Gaze. Yeah. Because yeah. now we know how to put a word on it, you know, that when we see two characters and we, we're like, hmm, okay, maybe some vibes oh, going. Yeah. They're, they're, when you're actually gazing, like with the purpose of, hey, yeah. letting that person know, like, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say another sort of highlight of this last year. Uh, mm hmm. For me, to a point, it didn't like really bolt a whole lot of things over, but I, I enjoyed Dispatches from Elsewhere. I talked about it a little bit on the show. It had, I will say this, it had an ending I would have never predicted. And mm. I, I enjoyed watching that show. It was like a little nugget of fun. Devs awesome. of fun. Um, there were little, yeah. little bits of uh, shows in this year that uh, had time to watch and enjoy. For me, Shira was yes, a huge amount of fun. I, that was the first show I binged through at when uh, when everything kind of shut down. It was the first show that I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch this whole thing. And I haven't really talked about it on the podcast. Shira is so fun, so much fun. I loved it. I can't we wait never to did go, really go. fully get into it, did we? No, and we should because it was it's it's oh my god, it's got everything. And um, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, go take a watch. It's really good. You won't you won't be sorry. There's a lot in there. 
And uh, it's really a lot of fun. It's One on of my favorite moments um, that will spill over into 2021 um, was the casting of the new Batwoman. Yeah, we talked yes. about Batwoman. Mm. Yeah, that was really exciting. Uh, and I'm really excited to see her in just a few weeks now. That's right. So, January yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great segue, Tara. So, yeah. Uh, what we're looking forward to in 2021, Batwoman is a huge one. And you're right. It's a couple of weeks away. So that's kind of cool. We don't have to wait too much longer. Obviously, Winona 4B, the second half of Winona, it sounds like they're still, uh, it's still in post-production. But hopefully, in the next couple of months, maybe we'll see a trailer. Who knows? Uh, what else is coming out? What else are you guys we looking forward to? Gentleman Jack. That's a big one. And maybe we'll get to see Black Widow at some point. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Maybe. Hurry. <laughs> I've been waiting for Florence Pugh and Black Widow. Since I knew she was in Black Widow and cared about her because of Little Women. So uh, let's see it. Let's just see it. But, you know, I will say, too, I'm glad they held it back. And again, I'll get into more about the whole Wonder Woman experience next week. But I'm glad they did not release it to Disney+. Plus. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. I am excited for the possibility of conventions. Ugh. Yeah, that we had to miss Please. out on. I mean, starting with uh, WonderCon, which is usually in March, I don't see that happening. No, but I'm gonna hold. Think, I'm gonna keep that. my hopes up um, until they are crushed. Uh, but well, listen, there's and there's a lot of yeah. stuff that we were looking forward to last year, and that's looking not good for this right. year either. And I don't want to say anything. I don't. I don't want to upset any Australians, but. I don't know. <laughs> There's some stuff that looks like might have to get pushed again, and yeah. it's it's a it's a bummer. But you know, I don't know. What are you, what are you gonna do? You know, it sounds it sounds goofy to say, oh, we might not get our conventions this year. When I mean, so many people have had, I mean, beyond horrible experiences this year. But I think yes. when we're talking conventions, I mean, I miss being with nerds. I miss being with friends. I miss. The enjoyment yeah. of seeing people I only see at conventions. Yeah, living, it's yeah. living in seclusion for the right. most part. So, it's, yeah, uh, I've seen work people and Tara. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, that community back of the community. You know? And it's and a lot of people, that's when they see their friends. If you don't have yeah. friends, you make friends and fandoms that you have for life. Right. And that's the one time a year or so that you get to see them and it, it's more than just going and, and watching people talk about the shows that you like. It's it's that community. It's the love. And it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a blow. It's a blow if it gets all pushed again. But I'm going to say I'm sucks. excited at the possibility of it sometime in 2021. Great. Positive. Positivity. <laughs> I want to live good. in a year with some positivity. I hope. There's also a lot of Star Wars stuff coming this year. A ton Next of Star Wars stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. Like, I know the book of Boba Fett is Christmas. Oh, very much excited about that. But there's all kinds of other shit coming out. I don't, I don't even know. know how much is actually premiere. I know WandaVision's coming up, I think, this year for Marvel. Cool. Um, yeah, you're right. Obi-Wan will be filming. I mean, there's just so much content on the horizon. I mean, yeah. we're stuck at home. At least there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, You know, and if, again, Warner Brothers... I guess we'll be releasing possibly a lot of its theatrical releases on HBO Max. I don't know if that's going to change because a lot of people are unhappy with that. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's going to suck having another year of sitting home. But if you got to got to do it, got to do it. But um, at least there will be things on our TVs. Of course. That's right. I'll also say oh. if we're going to talk not podcast. Okay. That uh, not that we're a political podcast, but <laughs> that, you know, I'm excited for the direction 
that our country has chosen. A regime change is imminent. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very exciting. That gave me a lot of hope. Same. So, same. same time. For sure. Uh, yeah. Let's just, if we can make it till then. <laughs> couple weeks. We got a couple weeks to go. <laughs> hey, you know what? Former dude, stay at the golf course. Just don't do anything. Just yeah, to, just phone it in. Just, Who cares? Just give it up and let let just leave the keys under the mat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They'll take care of it all. Don't worry about coming back. Uh, that's mm, that. Well. Yeah, that's a that's a highlight to look forward to for sure. Well, I'd ask well, your favorite podcast moment, Cap, but I'm pretty sure I know. I think you know, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Cap Burrell, for sure. That's what I figured. Uh, Tara, you have yeah. a favorite moment? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to Paul Campbell and, of course, Katrina. Um, really well, relying on her to be my wing woman yeah, in the future. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> she's your last plan that's it yes that's it still that rebel dating site we I mean, right, oh, that's, that's right. right that's right okay yeah, there's <laughs> options uh wendy what about you no obviously amy acker um with the interview there but you know the whole the whole year this podcast for me has been a highlight just talking to you knuckleheads even virtually <laughs> even on our little screens uh and the yeah. fact that for all the, the bad things about this year, we got to talk to Amy. We got to talk to Lucy, Katrina. I mean, there's so many people yeah. that we got to just hang out and chat with that that was obviously a bright spot yes. of 2020. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I so enjoyed the podcast so much as well. Um, not just because I won an award, but <laughs> because especially this year, you know, there's so much negative stuff that we can focus on all the time and it's a really depressing time and it's terrible. Uh, but it, forces us to to look at something in a positive way with mm-hmm. things finding some, some kind of joy uh, where it's nearly impossible so i'm very thankful to you uh, both and to the podcast and to everyone that's listening and interacting yeah. it's just been so much fun this year so true uh, everything you just said tara is basically yes that and uh yeah it's been so much fun and just to be able to laugh about something and you know, uh, an hour a week, I know that uh, I got something to look forward to. So I think I appreciate you both. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And this is, this is so much fun. Like, even if it was just three of us, if no one was listening, I think we'd still be doing it. (laughs) It was still fun. (laughs) Are our mics even on? I don't know. We have mics? What? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. That's, I guess that's kind of our year in review. I mean, that's, yeah. oh, we have to close the snoppies, right? Should we, oh, all these people right. are still here. They have to go home. Go home. <laughs> They're like, come the on, after people. party. Head to the after <laughs> party. Well, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, we appreciate it. Get home safe. We're in a great okay. audience. There you go. Do <laughs> you get something to eat? We're, we were all socially distanced, just so yes, you know. for the record. All, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, I guess we'll sign off for yeah. 2020. For the last time in 2020. Oh, Wow. I never thought we'd get here, but here we are. Mm. And, and in 2021, we will also be at our same place on Twitter at SnopPodcast1D. And on Facebook and Instagram at SheNerdsOutPodcast. And you can send us an email to SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed the Snoppies and if you have enjoyed snopping with us this year, you can subscribe to this podcast. And uh, if you won't mind, you can leave us a review and give us a rating. It helps us out. And uh yeah, thanks for doing that in advance. Now you have to do it because I thanked you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And just because you didn't win, you're all winners for you're you all know, winners being for a part participating. of participating. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and happy new year. Yes, oh, happy yeah. new year. That's <laughs> happening too. <laughs> so many that whole thing. All right then, ladies. She nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerdy. Things.